Welcome to the Haunted Road Trip Show, where we bring you powerful conversations, insights, and exciting site investigations that reveal the paranormal world in a way you've never seen before. Now, prepare to have your thirst for curiosity satisfied. There are ghost stories, hauntings, and anything else I kind of throw at them. So today, we have Rosalie John. Hi, Rosalie. Hi, I am so excited to be here. I love everything ghosty and paranormal, so this is totally my jam. I love it. Where are you from? I'm from Ontario, Canada, just outside of Toronto. Right, I'm international. Yes, she is. Oh, I'm that. And I found her on the good old internet, doing, uh, putting out an ad for listeners' stories. So if you guys have listener stories, reach out to me, and we'll see if we can get you on one of the future shows on here. But I am dying. So I'm dying to hear what what you're gonna say. I'm gonna like actually actively die. <laughs> hopefully not. That's not. My I, yeah, hopefully story. not. Um, on that. So Rosalie, tell us. Spill the hot tea. We want to know where these stories are. What's going on? So the one that is probably one of the most terrifying, uh, tragedy-stricken stories that I've had happened when I was around eight or ten. Okay, so and so we've got tragedy. Do we have romance involved in this? Do we have absolutely no romance? Okay, absolutely done. I wish, I wish. I I wasn't blessed with nice ghost stories. It was scary stuff that you don't want to see. No outlander type of stories, right? Yeah, unfortunately, no. I I flipped the coin and it just didn't go in my favor, apparently. (gasps) So. Set the scene for us. Where are we? So, I am in a coffee shop with my mom. We have gone to this coffee shop my entire life growing up. It's in my hometown. It's at the intersection of two busy streets. Pretty well known. It's a chain, but we love it. We always go there. We decide before ordering that we're going to go to the bathroom. So we go to the bathroom. We chat. You know, we have fun. That's what girls do. And we come out and I stop in my tracks all of a sudden. And... My mom, with the patience of a saint, is, are you okay? What's going on? And she sees all of the color drain from my face. Oh, you know something's happening. She knows that I know something that she does not know. And she's kind of trying to be as patient as possible, but also in the moment of, you need to tell me because you're freaking me out. So she's kind of lightly shaking me, trying not to cause a scene in the middle of the coffee shop, but we're still kind of tucked away in the back. And my eight-year-old little self in this sleep paralysis state where I feel like I can't move, my legs are stuck to the floor, and I I feel like I haven't taken a breath in a minute. And I say, the man sitting closest to the door, he's sitting at a table by himself, does not have a head (gasps) and she says what in a trying to be very calm manner and I repeat myself 
shaking a little bit, still frozen, and say, that man, and I kind of point without trying to, you know, make him see or make anyone else see, trying not to cause a scene, say, that man does not have a head. She looks at me, looks at the man, looks back and says, okay, um, I don't see that. But we have had a very open communication about me seeing ghosts and spirits. It's been something we had been working on together, taking classes, and trying to be as calm as possible. She says, okay, okay so wait a minute, wait a minute. You're eight years old? I'm eight years old, and this okay, is happening. Okay, you, you've already been taking classes with your mother for intuitive mediumship development. Yeah, which sounds crazy, but to me, that's just yeah. something I grew up with. I mean, you're talking, yeah, it doesn't really sound crazy to me, but I'm like, we must have another conversation about this later. Go on. Absolutely. Me. Yeah, I, I'll tell about that weird upbringing, but it was great. So she kind of calms me down. Sorry, I need to no worries. my charger really quick so it doesn't die as I'm telling a scary story. That'd be terrifying. Oh my um, God, people would think I like set that up for something. That happened when I was watching The Exorcist for the very first time. It was at that creepy scene, like that jump scare face, and the TV just powered off all of a sudden. Absolutely terrifying. Anyway, so trying to calm myself down, and she says, okay, she gets my attention. I finally look away from this man because my eyes have just been glued. I look to her, take a deep breath, look back, and the man's headed back. And already that part of the story is creepy, but that's not even the weirdest part. So we go, we go about our day and I'm trying not to think about this man. And my mom goes back to the house with me and she's talking with my dad later in the night and she tells him what's, what happened. And he is floored because a, why is his daughter of all people seeing that? And why is it such a gruesome thing? It was just, him from the neck up it was it wasn't anything gory it was just not there so all I was seeing was a body and my mom starts to describe the man that she saw because she saw his face and you know talk about what he was doing and how he looked and my dad is getting more and more interested as the story goes on and again she's having that sneaky feeling why do you know something that I don't And he finally stops her after she gave him all the details. And he says, I know who that is. She goes, what? You know who that is? And she says, and he says, yes, I know who that is. That man who I saw in the coffee shop was the brother of a gentleman who tragically died actually right in front of that coffee shop. So what? Yeah, the connections were absolutely nuts. The fact that my father even knew this man and just everything. And he's telling her the story of how uh, the brother, he rode a motorcycle and he was just out at that intersection where it was busy. And I don't know what happened. He slipped off this motorcycle, fell off, slid under a truck and was decapitated so a terrible terrible death and I was seeing that family history woven into the living brother so it it completely mixed the 
terrifying circumstance, but also the tragedy of a family of that still haunting him and still showing up in his life. And the fact that he even had the bravery to go back to the place where his brother has tragically died was incredible. So it was pretty terrifying. I'm getting chills now talking about it because it's just what are the chances of all of that happening? And for to perfectly read into a family history is absolutely nuts. Wow. So you were basically the only eyes in there that could really see the truth from like yeah. child eyes. Yeah, it's it's interesting that I saw such gruesome things growing up when it came to ghosts and spirits. It was because I was unclouded. Yeah. I was still growing up. I was still learning things. So I got an unclouded view of tragedy, unfortunately. Yes. And, and I mean, I do, I do have the belief system that even with kids, their guides and their angels are going to block certain things like the gruesomeness or, or whatever, that they're not going to, you know, give the kid more than what they can psychologically handle at, at that point. What I find interesting is that you were seeing the brother who was living Mm -hmm. literally and the brother who was deceased literally transfiguring into the brother who was still living to show yeah. you what had happened like yeah that's, you know that's like physical mediumship and trans mediumship and like you know it's interesting because, you know people do go back to the site a lot of of mm -hmm. where loved ones have passed I mean look on the highways you see crosses and flowers and mm -hmm. they want to feel close to them basically yeah, and maybe that was his form of healing, but you could feel that man's sadness of having losing a brother, losing a sibling, a close family member. That's horrible. And in that manner and, you know, everything that has to be around it and the bravery mm. to go back to the scene. Wow. Yeah. That's probably like, the one that sticks in my mind the most. So as like an eight-year-old, do you think because you were taking those classes and were more open with your mother that you were able to perceive non-ordinary reality even easier? I think so. I mean, I, I had gotten a lot further than what I was when I was, you know, starting at two, starting to see spirits and ghosts, not really knowing how to describe it. And by that point, I had been taking classes for probably a year, a few months. So I started to gain the vocabulary, started to gain the tools in order to actually grasp what was happening. So I think those classes were incredibly important to me and really helped me learn how to navigate situations like that because that certainly was not the last one. That was one of my first really big moments with spirits. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I, I could just deep dive into that. Cause I think one, I think your mom is cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Already. She's awesome. I'm like, no, that's a kick-ass like childhood. Somebody who recognizes their child's talents, gifts and abilities, and then wants to be able to nurture them. She was so interested in it. She was so accepting of it. There was of course moments where she's saying, what? But other than that, she was so ready to listen and help me. And 
she was taking the classes with me so we could both learn. Yeah. As a parent, I don't think you go into a class like that and be like, hmm, one day I'm going to be in a coffee shop and my kids. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I think don't so. Think, no, I don't, I don't think so on that. But I, that is profound. Mm-hmm. So how did that lead to other incidences with, with spirit world in, in your view, like moving forward into like another ghostly paranormal experience? It was really about getting comfortable seeing spirits, learning how to ground myself and not be so stuck in the moment, like yeah. the sleep paralysis that I mentioned. That's basically what it felt like, but I was just standing, unable to move. And as time went on and I started to see gruesome things, unfortunately, that was my experience growing up. I didn't get the cookie cutter. I got very gruesome pictures of how people had passed and from there I started to see more accidents more getting behind seeing family I could start to see people's sadness within them as well when I'm sure as you as you can see experience with your own clients of you can feel that sadness that people carry with them yeah and having to view that is also, uh, it's, it's interesting. It will give you some, uh, some good stories to tell. But <laughs> you tell another story, perhaps. Share oh, boy. Um, oh, well, my houses have always been haunted growing up. Yes, that's right. You did, uh, you yes. did mention that in your, in your, haunted growing up every single house in every house we had uh portals I like to call them where it's just easier access points to the spirit world and they often usually were in my room I think I just got lucky that way because I was the most connected one so maybe that's why I connected with that specific room when I began to chose them and I would frequently see ghosts walking in the hallways standing in your houses oh yeah Every single one. They were standing at the foot of my bed. Um, Oh, no. Yeah, all the time. Spirits don't often understand our weird clocks. They're just like, hey, it's convenient for me, so I have a message. Um, I would say the one that's coming to my mind the most, and this happened when I was about 16 or 17, so I had grown quite a long time in my own life and in my abilities and I woke up to this teenager sitting beside my bed in this chair that appeared so obviously he had brought it with him and he was staring at me probably a foot away so I'm wrapped up in blankets kind of peeking my head up like a little burrito and I see this this teenager looking at me, staring at me with eyes wide open. And he keeps calling me a name. I think it was Maria. And it was, Maria, Maria, what are you doing? Come on, we have to go. And he's saying this over and over again. And I'm telling him, my name is not Maria. You have the wrong person. And it was very obvious he was from a different time. I would say maybe 1910s around there so obviously he was very confused and what i gathered over the next several hours of hearing him say this 
right um, right beside me, peeking out and still seeing him there. I had the covers over my head because that's the only thing I could think to do. Hearing him call my name, I must have looked like someone from his life. And, you know, I truly believe in reincarnation. So perhaps I got the same the same face, same look as someone from his life. And he had still not crossed over from that, you know, a hundred years ago and still being confused, still looking for this Maria and still not being able to find her. So it was, I would say, no joke, three hours of hearing this uh, guy call me or calling a name of someone who looked like me over and over and over again. It was terrifying. There was, and, and I couldn't reason with him. It was just as if it was going in one ear out the other, not taking no for an answer because he was sure I was this Maria. So I have a, I, I have, I have a couple of questions for you. Yeah. Were you, when you were attempting to communicate with him, were you doing it in your mind, like saying it from, you know, one consciousness to another, or were you vocalizing it? I vocalize it because spirits, uh, they come to me in physical yeah. forms, although I can feel them and I can just hear them as well. This guy in particular was coming to me physically, so it made it made more sense for me to speak it out loud. And that also gives me more confidence too, because if you yell in your head, it doesn't quite sound the same <laughs> as when you say, hey, this is not me, you need to leave me alone. That has a lot more power. So that's just one way I do it. It really depends on the circumstance though. So did the guy keep coming back like night after night or was this just a oh. one-time incident? Thankfully, he did not come back night after night, but he stayed for that one long night. So do yeah. you think because you had a portal that, you, that with portals with me, sometimes you know, I like to call them like either like passer throughs or like randos might be like, oh, what's this doorway? And like open it up and go there and just start reenacting whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Do you think he just opened up the wrong door? Like uh, I don't know. I just, I think sometimes spirits can get so disoriented and they just kind of stumble their way through this plane not really understanding how to move on so i would say it's quite possible that he just walked through the wrong door like in monsters inc and <laughs> not really know where it ended up so and then i looked like this maria so it just kind of made sense to him you know i think the most i mean there's lots of interesting parts but i think the most peculiar part is that he brought his own chair <laughs> I, like, know. I got stuck on that detail I'm like his own chair it was it his was chair. it was you know I had an office chair and apparently that just did not do it for him and he thought I'm gonna bring this creaky old wooden chair that made him look entirely too short because apparently that was more comfortable <laughs> I think it'd been hilarious if you'd been like, that chair's not flattering. You need to get something. <laughs> I I could just pick out the flaws in his stories. Oh, honey, that is so out of fashion. Yeah, it's like, Scott, let's put you in this and I can talk yeah. for real. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just, it's so funny because you think of all those things afterwards and then the moment you're just, Ugh. 
yeah how, how much experience i have i still get all frozen every so time. like all of your okay i can relate to the growing up and all of your houses seem to have like paranormal activity mm-hmm. um i always you know couldn't figure out why my parents couldn't stop buying houses that were freaking haunted but then i figured out later it 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 was me it wasn't them it was i know something i can't blame on the parents you know (laughs) darn it what a shame i know but my first house did though i mean they kind of set it up there was like two massive graveyards and a funeral home like all within like oh come on within like stone throws distance like our like we used to play hide and go seek in the cemetery behind our house yeah, I'm sorry. I can't be surprised of what you grew up to do as a career now. No, yeah, and I tell a lot of people sometimes the writing is is on the wall a lot, yeah. and we're, we just don't have the bioluminescence to see it just yet. But I mean, there's always hints of where we're going um, w- when we're growing up, whether good, bad, or indifferent. But I think so. You would just have like rando conversations with spirits in your house all the time. Like, did you? were you not like I need to shut this portal down like I need peace at night or like oh yeah as I got older and I became more experienced I learned how to close portals and it's really a lesson in boundaries too of hey you're not allowed to wake me up at four o'clock in the morning because you know for whatever reason you're coming to me it uh it really became learning to be really strict about how I interact with spirits because I though although I do see them all around me uh, maybe about 50% of the time because I you know I shut down my consciousness with that type of stuff um it really comes down to figuring out what type of relationship that I want I mean I can call them on but most times it's just they show up in my life and then we just kind of interact from there whether that's in my mind because I'm in public and I don't want to seem crazy or it's yeah. speaking out loud in my house because you're in my house so I will do what I want I kind of relate to like um you know how you go into some places and it's like rules of this establishment and it's on the door or something like that yeah. that's, that's how I, I like set up boundaries for spirit around my house because I'm like you are not waking me up in the middle of the night yeah no, no sir no ma'am and I do set caveats. I say, like, if if I'm in danger or there's something like my family's in danger, my house is in danger, there's something that I need to be aware of, I break every dish in the house. Yeah, yeah. Then you have my permission. Go crazy. Go crazy to get my attention. But, like, middle of the night, hey, Maria, oh, oh no. Yeah. No, no where's your mother? Because I'm going to tell her you're popping into random women's houses. I know. <laughs> like, where's you bringing in your ex-girlfriend to this? I don't want that. I don't want like, that maybe drama. She, maybe, maybe Maria doesn't like you. Maybe. 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 There are so many questions that could be answered from that exactly. story alone. I, but like, I, so, you never get closure. Yeah. That's the thing. Exactly. You, you know the poor grow. spirit. Yeah. Never get closure. And I would be like, sir, we need to talk about resentment. And... <laughs> it's just it's like a they're coming in and it's like a therapy session so yeah. what happened what are you not accepting how can we make you go from a to b and just lay it all out for them 
Yes, and it, and it definitely is. Uh, you know, when I've done paranormal investigations and with the other part of the show, it's it's kind of like going in as, as a therapeutic session. Like, what's, Absolutely. what's going on here? Like, where's all yeah. this anger coming from? Let's talk about yeah. this. Yeah, and it's just honestly, it, it takes away the the fear of ghosts when you really realize that they're just lost and they're scared like anyone else would be. But they do have a habit. I will give them that of being absolutely terrifying when they do show their faces. Yes. And it's like, don't do that, dear. Yeah. And that's why I sleep feet under the sheet. Yeah. Because apparently that defies all laws of, you know, the paranormal existence. Because if your feet are covered, you are safe. Does that make sense? But it does. Apparently, you know, and especially I'll do that, like, if I'm in hotels and things like that, or, like, Spain, oh, anyway, we could have, like, a whole conversation about, <laughs> about that. So do you, um, do you work in the industry? Are you, like, a, are, the like, obviously, you've got a lot of talent. Thank you. Um, so, yes, I do work in the industry, but not in mediumship. I have had a very long relationship with spirituality so I thought it was going to be medium but I shifted as I got older and now I'm a spiritual life coach I work with women all over the world I'm international just like you and that's that's really my jam but if anyone wants to talk about ghosts I am 100% open to it I love that too yes exactly and we will if you want to get in contact uh, with Rosalie, her information is going to be splattered all over the show notes, the internet, whatever she gave me, I will give back to you 10 times gold, you guys. Uh, so that in case you do want to call her for whatever purposes, she is ready and available for that. So I have a, I have a question for you. Like, uh, I like to play a little bit of like, what are your thoughts? What do you believe in? Okay. okay I love it. Okay, so, um, Let's talk about, okay, so I had this really, I had rando thoughts, and yesterday I was out in the country, and I was walking around, and I was just kind of like spacing out through my own mind, and and playing around in the universe, right, and the thought came to me, I think when we were all in the spirit world, we created earth, and we created planets through manifestation and our desire to have something new. And we co-created multiple planets and universes. Like, like, you know how we can manifest something through our feelings, our desires, and our wants? And I was like, I wonder if we did that. I wouldn't doubt it. Because I am such a firm believer in co-creation. We create our reality that I think we were so in you know, working together with a higher power and we made this all true. I've never thought about it as if it was from within the spirit world, but that makes absolute perfect sense though. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that that kind of tracks. <laughs> it does. It does. It's I was like, it's a possibility. So what are your okay have you ever had interactions with like ufos aliens sightings dreams dreams um what are your thoughts on it 
share your hot take on it. Yeah, aliens, 100%. I think it would be completely arrogant for us to think that we are the only ones in this universe, especially with your theory that you just said of co-creation and planets, of why would there be other planets if there wasn't some form of life? So put that out there. I myself have had... I have not had any experiences with UFOs or aliens. I think it's because that's also like my firm stop because I think if I interacted with an alien, it wouldn't be like the movie Paul. It would be much scarier. And I think I would be like the guy who, you know, peed his pants as soon as he met an alien. If I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't be cool. I wouldn't be calm, not collected freaking out faint done so i i think i think i've you know said that out if any aliens can hear me i'm not open to that you know no thanks <laughs> but i do believe in it 100 percent. have you ever seen some of these alien caught alien caught on tape videos oh yeah oh yeah think about those like do you think that you've ever seen like a legit one on a video i think so yeah, I, I so I guess I technically have. I've seen it in you know documentaries and things right. like that. Do I think Area Fifty One is doing some sketchy stuff? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I I think that sightings are are true. You know, I we get access to information, and if we are lucky enough to capture it on you know recording or a, a video we're supposed to share that. We're supposed to talk about it. I don't right. think we'd see it if it wasn't meant for us. Yeah. So, you know, the real ones, I do believe in those. I'll support it. I can't wait. Honestly, I'm, I'm excited. Because I'm like, with, with, with the complete total shit show that it has been here on this planet for the yeah. last three effing years, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, can you guys just reveal yourself? Because this is a really like cool part of the story where you can be like, wow. do it for the plot. Do it right? for like, the plot. Do it for the plot twist. Come on. <laughs> like, you know, do it for the drama. Come oh on. Oh my God. Like, it was like when the murderous bees came out and we're all just, when did this decide to become a thing? When did they just say, for the plot? exactly it's like i'm like yeah i'm not scared of that i i I survived the past three years i'm so not scared of that and i lived through the 90s so you just get you have no shits anymore you're like no no as a kid like i'm fine like murderous bees whatever whatever man i can handle it looking forward to the aliens because i have had a profound healing experience with aliens. And before you dirty birds with your mind, go anywhere like that, that is not where that story was going. Okay, thanks for the clarification. Yes, it was very, it was non that. <laughs> <laughs> and in honor of it, I have a huge tattoo on, on my back about <gasps> it. I love that. I That's why I got a ghost tattoo. I don't know if I'll <laughs> show it, but... And that was my moment of, you know what? I will tell anyone who will listen, I do see spirits, ghosts. I'm accepting that part of my story. So I love it when people get tattoos to symbolize just that. I do. She doesn't come out very much because she's in a place on my back where I'd have to be wearing a specific type of shirt for mm-hmm. her to be shown off. But 
um, definitely when she comes out, it's, I, I get a lot of people that want to touch me in public. It's very, what is with that? You know? I don't know. People want to touch, touch my tattoo. And I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. think I'm comfortable with that. It's like, don't do that. Don't grab me. No, no, I swear. Sometimes spirits, although they show up in very weird ways, have better manners than humans. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm like, unless you're like, you know, available, healthy, hot man that wants to talk, then, then I might let my boundaries be like, that is the hot man theory though have you ever heard of that no you know it's like if you are a certain level of hot rules just do it's like pretty privileged it's it's like it just doesn't apply to you like if a creepy guy does it to you you're like oh don't do that but if a hot guy is like ooh, cool tattoo you're like yeah i'll show you all my tattoos <laughs> it's a theory and i'm sorry but it's actually true it is, you know, there is a thing is pretty privileged. I've, I've seen that in action in my life. I'm like, there, you know, there definitely is a thing. And I always tell people, no matter what your superpower is, wield it with responsibility. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so I, will, I always put that caveat, you know, the hot man syndrome. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like creepy, weird. No, we're going to, we're going to yeah. put a hard, hard false stop on that. So yeah. how do you feel? about like um you know everybody who thinks things are cursed like just because they're old oh i i think that cursed is not the right word for it i i think i'm really focusing on the words here because everything has a story and everything has energy attached to it yeah but something that is cursed is a completely different thing like i've been in antique shops where i think oh wow look at that spoon you can tell that's been through many many owners and then you go to a dresser and you're like someone died there no thank you like there is a difference between being old and slightly creepy antiques and then there's legitimately cursed objects yes and you know i i love the story i love getting secondhand things as long as you clear it but i will not deal with any cursed objects someone brought into my work once this was when i was working at a restaurant a cursed doll <gasps> they brought that they bought from an antique store she was telling us about it and she jokingly said, oh, I'll bring it in one day. I said, no, you will not. I am not going to have to space clear this place even more than I already do. No, she no, brought it in a few days later. No, it was this creepy doll that just had this energy of just death. Describe, like, describe this doll. So, oh, it was like, like a, a creepy, maybe 12 inches tall, um, it looked, unfortunately, a lot like the Annabelle doll, like the real Annabelle doll, but it had brown hair and creepy eyes. And, you know, usually I don't mind like those little prairie dresses, but it just, it was just creepy on her. So the question, did the doll, was the doll reflective of the owner? When you think about it. <laughs> just, I, I just... I have a theory. That's all. You know what? I 
Um, I would say yes. And, and if the person who has ever brought that doll ever listens to this episode, I send you love. And please tell me that you've actually gotten rid of that doll because I do not think it was adding anything to your life. That's all I will say. You know you can buy, like, on eBay, there's a specific section for, like, people who sell, um, yeah, so, so-called haunted dolls, or, yes, it's very, it's a very, um, it's a very creepy section of the internet, um, you know, bring, bring your, you know, bring your salt and your sprays and your holy water and your sage. <laughs> Why why would you ever feel compelled to do that? I don't know, but apparently you can you can buy these dolls because they they're they're like they're like they go from foster home to foster home and they try to find like a home that fits. And there's like a whole like it's like dating, like there's like these whole personality profiles. <laughs> like it's 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 yeah, I won't allow that stuff in my house just because, like, I'm not scared of it, but that shit's creepy and it goes against my design vibe. Like, no. Yeah, no. I am. Um, like, I'm not fostering um, that. Yeah, like, ha- have you ever seen The Conjuring with their room and the all the haunted things in that room? It, it you have to keep the genie in the bottle, but keep the genie in the bottle far, far away from the rest of civilization. Wow, yes, far, far away. Yes, I go into the, because a lot of people get get freaked out going back to the old objects and the things like that. And they immediately, like it's some kind of programming that they have, they immediately think it's like negative or whatever. Yeah, just because something's old doesn't mean it's haunted or cursed, but that doesn't mean it's not. So, you know, as I always tell my clients and anyone who will listen, protect yourself, clear your energy, a a ball of light around you so that even if you do encounter something like that, you are protected energetically because I don't want to bring anything home. And if anyone's listening or when everyone is listening, this is a reminder from Auntie Rosalie, do not play with Ouija boards. I do not support that at all. No Ouija boards. No Ouija boards. They're just that, that's just, ah, these are people who are often unexperienced in that, and they're bringing home stuff that's not good. Here's what I say about Ouija boards. Yeah. Ouija boards are just like any other spiritual divination tool. However, yeah. mm-hmm. Ouija board has gotten a bad brand. Mm-hmm. They have not been marketed properly. No. And, you know, I like to say, do not use without adult mediumship spiritualist somebody's supervision who knows what's up yes i'm changing my reminder that is what it is yeah if you're experienced do it but just know that there is actual spirits on the other side it's not a toy no it is it is they are not toys um they can be really great communication tools but i I, they you know and they still sell them to this day in toy stores and which I, I'm so sorry, it shocks me, but I'm like, okay. It's you because, know, I, doesn't that speak to the industry that we're both in of spirituality and spirits is still entertainment and not an actual serious practice? Yes. 
And I like to say you can have fun and you mm-hmm. can be entertaining. Yeah. But don't use spirit as your prop. Yeah, exactly. Because the prop gets tired and the prop has feelings. And exactly. Now, yeah. I do remember I said on another podcast where I was interviewing another practitioner that I remember seeing a, uh, I don't know, it was like some kind of paranormal ghost investigation show at some point. And, and this this guy, you know, it, it, we have a saying down in the South and, and it kind of goes like, well, bless his feet, and heart. <laughs> oh, because oh he, he was, he was on why his house was haunted, he had hundreds of Again, Ouija boards can be used, but if they're smart and they're closed energetically and you're protected, but oh boy. I know that was a bless his heart. Oh, <laughs> sweetie. Oh, you just don't know. But yes, I, I and and I find a lot of spiritual tools and I find a lot of cool stuff, you guys, at, at estate sales and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It, it's a buyer beware and a buyer be discerning about what is actually yours and not because here's a little thing I do I love I like going to large official estate sales not like garage sales that say that there are estate sales I go to estate sales and and sometimes I just get drawn around and I'll just feel like what would the owners of these objects do they want me to have them am I good to take care of them like do they see that I take care of that object for them and love that object or be able to gift it to somebody else in love Wow, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been guided to some really cool things in people's houses where I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, what's the coolest one you've gathered? You know, I um I don't I don't think I've ever even publicly talked about this. I love uh fiesta wear. <laughs> what? Yeah. I like fiesta wear plates and stuff like I I like them they're pretty they're freaking gorgeous and if I can find like even just a little plate to wear saucer or something because usually those are the first like objects to go because mm-hmm. they're very very popular mm-hmm. so even if I can find a couple of those I am I'm really really happy you get more interesting with every conversation we have <laughs> from alien to I just love a good plate I do. I love a good, like, I love a good plate setup. Like, it just, ah, it gets me. It's like me with mugs. Do I need 27 mugs? No. Am I going to get them all? Absolutely. I do. And I have this fantasy of this huge sideboard and, like, top corner shelf with, like, rotate, like, rotating in and out um, um, drawers that I can display all of my Oh, she's fancy. I'm I'm serious. Like She's fancy. Got, I love it. And it's half plateware, half like apothecary. So it's like hidden armoire, mm-hmm. grimoire. Is there a grimoire in there? Is it, is it just fiesta wear? Like what's going on in this bitch's house? I don't know. <laughs> I'm lost. The surprise is everywhere. Yes, the surprise is everywhere. And that's, you know, that's what I like. I don't know. That's what I like about my style. Like, people are like, mm, I don't know how to place you. And I'm like, yes, I like that. That's the point. Yes. Well, this has been very exciting. And we will definitely have to have you back on to have more 
chats and listener chats and and all kinds of fun stuff. You guys, if you like this episode, be kind. Give it a five-star review for us and for others to be able to locate and find if you want to get a hold of Rosalie. Her information, like I said, is slattered throughout the show notes and on the show's website and, and all kinds of stuff. And so in the meantime, guys, if you like this episode, give me an email. You know how to find it on the on the website through the contact form. Let us know. Do you have ghost stories? Do you have something you want to share? You think you can you you want to be cool like Rosalie? Give me a shout out. Let's see what we can make happen. And in the meantime, guys, you know, stay cool, be safe. Just remember, have fun in this physical body. And until next time, everybody, we'll see you later.